Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Ramsey with the Empire Life podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs from all around the world about their success stories, things that they've been through to really help them be successful in entrepreneurship and their online empires. And we are a tech company, a conscious tech company, helping entrepreneurs to build online empires. And today we are with Sierra Rasmussen. She is the Chief Empowerment Officer at Empowerment University, and I will hand it over to her to intro herself a little bit more. Yeah, thank you for having me, Allison. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. I am, like Allison said, Chief Empowerment Officer of Empowerment University, and I am on a mission to empower millions of women to embody and embrace their authentic selves, which I truly I truly, truly believe to be like the key to happiness, success, and a life you love. Amazing. Thank you, Sierra, for being here with us. And I have enjoyed all of our conversations and consider you a good friend as well. And I wanted to just totally dive right in and talk about what you're up to right now, kind of what you're all about. You have a new show that will, the Empire Life will be on that's coming out. I'm so excited. Yeah, so I have a new show coming out. It's called Be Radically You. It launches February 1st, and it'll be out all month featuring experts who really embody authenticity in all aspects of their life. And like I said, I do really believe that that's like the key to happiness and success. And when you can live in that space of authenticity, you really allow yourself to like just really be at ease and to really um, be the most impactful in your life in all aspects, whether it be your relationships, um, your relationships with your like, you know, significant other, your kids, and then of course in business and with your clients if you're in the coaching realm. And I do work with a lot of people specifically in coaching. I'm also preparing for my very first big international convention called The Best You. I will be at the Best You Expo in Long Beach at the end of March, speaking all about, you know, the awesomeness of authenticity and how it can really change your life when you can step into who you really are. I work with clients one-on-one. I also um, work within group programs and really concentrate how on how you can release and shed um, old, like, just old stories and really find your inner self and find your inner purpose and really be able to live your life at ease and have fun and be happy and, you know, be successful because really at the end of the day, I believe that our, our wealth and our abundance is really a reflection of um, our inner worth. Our, our net worth is our inner worth. And so I spend a lot of time really focusing on that with my clients. Wow. I love that. Our net worth is our inner worth. I love that. And that, that totally segues into the next question on some of the challenges that you've overcame or overcome or how, and how, like, can you share with us how you have done that or how you do that on a daily basis and how that excelled and propelled you into a lot more like fun and life that you love right now? Sure. So I grew up in a really small town. I'm actually at home in my like childhood bedroom. (laughs) Um, I've been living the nomad life these last few years. And that was as a result of me really stepping into who I am. I was married and with my ex-husband for 12 years. And then quickly after I jumped into a rebound relationship and that led me into this really passionate, um, 
good and bad passion, (laughs) Um, really passionate way of just, you know, doing whatever I wanted to do. And that was kind of my foray into becoming authentic. And one of the things that I really wanted to do was to travel with um, my previous partner. So I had quit my corporate job and basically was the first to graduate in my family and um, the first to really step into six figures and really like live this life that I really, um, you know, was told was like the ultimate life, right? The corporate job with the corporate car and the travel and, you know, living in really great places. I lived in Seattle and San Francisco and I decided I wanted to leave that all behind because at the end of the day, it wasn't really making me happy. So I left with my previous partner to Guam and flew 10,000 miles. I sold everything I pretty much owned and um, turned in a company car, all of that stuff. And was there for a week before we broke up. (laughs) I mean, it was devastating. It really was. I came home and I couldn't handle it. I was like, I'm not going to be 30 years old living at home at my parents' house. There's no way. So I left and went to go um, do something a little bit different. I worked, um, I'm not sure cannabis is, is legal here in the state of California. And so I thought, oh, this is this budding industry. I can go try it out. And it just, I was really depressed. Uh, for about a month and a half. And the ex-boyfriend called me up and he's like, I can't live without you. Please come again. So I didn't tell anybody and I left again. That time we stayed together for three weeks. <laughs> week. And, um, when I came home, I really realized that there was some things that I was battling that I really needed to understand. So I spent the last few years just really working on my self-development. And when I did that, when I, when I worked on, okay, Sierra, what, what, it is it, what is it that makes you happy? What is it that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? Because I was having a really hard time just getting out of bed. You know, what is it that you want, want for in your life? And at that time, the only thing I could think of is I still want to travel. So like I said, I wasn't working and I had to figure out a way to travel. And I did. And um, my budding entrepreneurship side came out. I was cleaning homes. I was organizing for people. I was doing resume work. I was helping people prepare for interviews because these were things that I was really good at. And it allowed me to live a life of travel. I took my mom who had never left the country, went to Costa Rica. I, um, I, I just started really living my life. And fortunately, following those things, the big challenges of, of depression, of heartbreak, um, of not uh, being unemployed. Like that's a really big challenge for a lot of people. And it is happening right now. It's happened throughout time. These times of unemployment, when you really feel your self-worth attached to a job, when that isn't there anymore, you really have to start to create self-worth. So following those, following those paths and, and just following, what is it that makes me happy and continuing? I started realizing that the more I dug in deep, and confronted the really hard things, the happier I was. And it sounds counterintuitive, but if we think about like when we're at the gym, and not a lot, everybody likes to think about the gym, but it's, Jan, it's about to be Jan first, so we might as well talk about it. <laughs> when we yeah. go to the gym, our biggest results come from like pushing ourselves that extra 10 minutes on the treadmill or getting in those extra reps and it hurts, right? And literally like to create new muscle, we actually rip apart our muscle. We go to bed, it repairs and it becomes this bigger muscle. That's, that's how it works. So through kind of going down pain, which I was very anti-pain, did not want any of that. I actually went to school and got a job and sucked it up and dealt with, you know, corporate crap because I needed, I needed to avoid pain. I needed to avoid being 
poor, which is how I grew up. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I didn't grow up with a family that had this really awesome, you know, here's how you go to college and here I'll help you with your first job. That just didn't exist in my world. So I found that by crawling through the pain and figuring out what was under there, I actually came out happier. So I think that would be probably, you know, one of those were some of the biggest challenges that put me where I'm at, where I am now. But the biggest tip and the biggest thing that I can say is if it's hard, if it causes you some pain, do it. I promise when you get through that, you'll actually realize, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought that it was. And by the way, it, maybe it's a relationship thing. I found their true colors and maybe they aren't somebody I want to have in my life. Or because I had that tough conversation, we are closer than we've ever been in my life. And I have, I've had a lot of that over the last few years. That is perfect. That's amazing. Thank you for deep diving. Yeah, that. you're welcome. And like, <laughs> how did you start though? I, I wanted to ask another question. Did you start going to conferences or see- seeking out people to be your mentors? Like, how did you start that process? Was it just you that started it and you started uh, like meditating or reflecting, maybe journaling? Or did you reach out like outside of you for mentors? Well, I, um, okay. So when I had come back, my dad's wife had passed away. And I really had avoided going to talk to him because he's my biological father. I kind of had nicknamed him my holiday dad. I only saw him on holidays and it wasn't a holiday, but I felt like I owed it to go see him because his um, wife had passed away. So I go over and he's very ill. He's not doing well. And I'm immediately panicked and also kind of excited in a sick way because now I get to focus on somebody else's problems with my own. And um, what had happened is I realized he was like really struggling and I had gone to and done counseling before, but it'd been a long time. And so I was like, dad, you really need to go talk to somebody. You really need a counselor. And by the way, you really need to go to a doctor and see what's going on with your body. And, um, and he just wasn't listening to me. wasn't listening to me. I finally got him to go to the doctor. I ended up being his caregiver. He was diagnosed with stage four, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I was my dad's caregiver through that. It was very scary. And I really wanted to make sure he knew who I was before he died. And I wanted to know who he was because it was at that point. It was really, it was really scary. And he wasn't listening to me on the counseling thing. Oh, there's some doggies. (laughs) And um, I had learned that because I was giving advice that I didn't want to like follow, that it was falling on deaf ears. It was like, someone had said it to me one time or something. It was like this light bulb moment of aha, like I'm not even doing the things that I am suggesting my dad do. So I went and got a counselor and I got a therapist and I worked with her through those months with my um, father. And it was the best thing that I could have done for myself. And then it just snowballed from there. I wanted to start to talk about my body because I didn't love my body. And my, my therapist just wasn't in a space to really hear me and to provide the support I wanted. And I had already started to kind of follow Mind Body Green and found a coach. I made the investment. And like I said, it wasn't working. So I was paying for therapy, cash every session. I hired this coach. I had to figure out how was I going to make my monthly payment to her. And I just did. And it completely changed my life. She invited me um, to start reading some books and articles and listening to people. I love conspiracy theories. So got really into like channeling sessions. And there was just all of this like new information popping up that was allowing me to get out of bed in the morning. 
Like all it did was make me happy and get out of bed. So I did it and I started like going and doing these things. I got invited to New Zealand to this retreat that was all women and it completely changed my life. And that's where I met our um, friend Sydney. And my life has, hasn't been the same since. I just kept following my joy. What, what made me happy? And for me, what made me happy was knowing that I could tell my dad that I was doing the thing that I recommended and it was working. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> and what do you feel like when entrepreneurs are starting out or somewhere along their journey, what's something that maybe you were not aware of and you feel like they need to be aware of? Oh, I think the biggest thing was I thought, okay, I'm going to get in front of this. I know all these people who have had like, you know, from a few years to a decade or more in business and coaching and all of these other aspects. And they've been giving me all this advice. I'm going to do all the things that they told me I should have done like early. So I got a planner and I got um, a business coach and I like started putting all these pieces in place. And what I realized later um, because the fear pops up. If you want to start a business, if you're ready, any like piece of your self-development that isn't quite there, it's going to come up, I promise you. And I would ask you and invite you to not be afraid of that because it's, yeah. it's, it is an invitation. You wouldn't be receiving those lessons, even if they're scary lessons, the things that kind of freak you out, if you weren't ready to receive them. So the one thing for me, the biggest lesson was that I couldn't plan everything. I thought like, if I could just plan this out perfectly, everything would happen perfectly. And I would be able to start a business that would push me into year five in, in one year because I got all of these like really great advice from these people. And it just doesn't work like that. And uh, to be honest, the thing that you think that you'll be doing, it might morph and it might change. And unless you're open to things happening in a different way, you start to like box yourself off from opportunity from meeting people who might be um, the person that inspires you to do things differently. You might meet um, a client that you would push away because they didn't fit into your, you know, what you thought you would be selling and teaching and promoting. Um, but instead, they they actually fit into your skill set. And oh my gosh, because you helped them, you started falling into something else. So I think the biggest tip I would say is try your best to follow your goals and to do what you're going to do, but know that it's going to change and be open and receptive to that change because it might actually reveal your purpose. Yes. Yeah. And I've had clients that see assets in me that I didn't even see. I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, you feel that way about me. And it, and like you said, it opens up new purposes or yeah. new assets that they're, they're, they're reflecting back to you of like, Hey, you need to be doing this because you rock at this as the way that they see you and you may not see yourself. And that takes yeah. a lot of vulnerability. And how, how, how did you kind of lean into that? Because that also in what you're talking about means kind of letting go routinely. I'm like, you plan it out and you did your best and then stepping back and kind of letting go of the outcome. That's hard. Like, how, how do you it's do really that? Hard. It's <laughs> really hard. And I think the biggest thing for me is I've had to just trust universe. Some people don't like universe. They like God, creator, mama Gaia, whatever. Um, I had completely pushed out God in my life because of experiences of sexual abuse I had as a kid. And I just 
wasn't coping with it well. And I'm very like politically active. So I'm like, Ooh, I don't like organized religion and here's why. And when I could confront some of those like demons and really open up to, and I don't mean demons in the biblical sense, I mean like my own personal things. When I could confront that and really just have trust that, oh my gosh, Sierra, you've been able to achieve this, this, and this. You have gotten all of these things done in your life. You're always taken care of. You're always supportive. And really just having that trust in yourself and universe. Maybe it's your support system. If you're having a hard time, you know, believing in anything up there, maybe you really trust that like your parents will never let you not eat a meal or your husband will never let you be homeless. I mean, whatever it is that you need to just trust in and believe in, that is the biggest thing. When you can trust and believe that, okay, here's my plans. I'm going to go do them. And if something else comes in, I'll be open and receptive. And it's not going to deter me from my goal because there's a lot of like masculine chatter we have. And I think this is something that I'm really working on um, presenting a little bit better in my business. But Growing up, and I don't know about you, but like my first kind of foray into self-development before I knew it was self-development was like smart goals and achieving things. And it was very, it comes from a very masculine place and thank God for them because I needed that stuff when I was younger in order to like graduate from school and get a job and to show up better in my interviews um, and to achieve the things I did in the corporate world. But when it comes to like running our business now, especially if you're a female entrepreneur, it really goes against a lot of um, what our like innate natural abilities are. And our innate natural abilities are to be like these receivers and to receive like clients, to receive money, to receive um, new friends, to receive speaking opportunities, to all of these things, they're actually out there and they're waiting for us to call them in. Sometimes we don't know how to call them in, but when we can follow our goals and be open to whatever the universe provides, then that like particular trust and knowing that no matter what happens, I will always take care of myself and the people around me will always take care of myself. You allow the trust of like the universe and of all of these synchronicities that happen in our lives to happen because you're open. I mean, it really is a trust. It's a big muscle to flex. It's really scary. It's probably the scariest thing that I've ever done. I still find myself like getting clenched up, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I just found out that um, at the conference I'm speaking at, Dave Asprey is going to be there. He's speaking and uh, Mastin Kip and like all of these like really big people who I never thought I would be on stage with are going to be there. And they're going to be speaking at the same conference as me. And I had to like sit myself down last night and just trust that I'm not going to mess up, that I'm going to be okay, that I was selected to be here and, you know, interviewed in order to get this position because of what I've been able to provide and really just trust in myself and trust that it'll all be okay. That's the biggest, biggest thing. Mm, that is so true. Like I deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah. I deserve to meet these people. We're all, we'll all, we're all going through our own things, right? Even, even those people, they, they've had their, their own journey. And how amazing will it be also to realize, wow, I cannot wait to hear about their journey. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go every chance I get and try to find somebody and learn about them. Because I'm sure they've had an amazing, interesting, unique journey. And that's, that's the way I will look at it. 
Like yeah. I cannot wait to interview them, yeah. <laughs> find out about their journey and just connect with them on a heart to heart level and understand that we're, we're all, well, we're all learning and we're all on a similar plane of that learning. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand what you mean. It, and it's hard to, to come back to that, that evil, that, uh, or even level, I, I combined even and level together, <laughs> even level playing field that we're, we're all learning and there's something that we can all learn from each other. Yeah. So even, even if we are to meet the most successful person in personal development, there's something that they can learn from us and there's something we can learn from them. And that if, if we don't, if we shy away from that and we don't uh, make ourselves open and go and talk to them, we're actually doing them a disservice of thinking that maybe they're above us or something along those lines. Definitely. There's, there's a reason why you're going to be there. There's something that they need to hear from you also. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, and that's a, that's a different place. That's another place to put ourselves in. Like you set yourself down to put ourselves in. Like actually they need to be, really thankful that I'm there because there's a reason why I'm there. There's something that I need to give to them. Right. And is there anything right now, if you were to start a company like right, right now, let's say today or tomorrow, what will you do differently? Are a few things you may, you may do differently than you, than you have done in the past. I think the biggest thing is I would have done it. I would have spent a lot less time planning Um, because like I said before, you don't really know when you first start out, we have these like really great visions, but we don't even really know where we're going to end up. And this is true of like any famous, um, inventor. Like you think about like the Apple products, Steve jobs had visions, but they always morphed and changed and they morphed and changed for reasons that we, that might be unexplainable to us right now. But if you just do it and if you just do the work, um, it, al- it allows you, it just allows you to get there faster. And I heard this from um, Vishen Lakti of Mind Valley. He said they did a study and they found that in one year, you can vastly overestimate what you can achieve. Like in one year, our goal setting, like <laughs> things are just completely off. But in three years, we vastly underestimate what we can achieve. So what if you just got started now and yeah, maybe the year mark gets there and we're not exactly where we want to be, but if we just keep pushing off and pushing off and pushing off that three-year mark where we're all of a sudden doing these like amazing things that I can't even predict what it is that I'll be doing in three years. If I didn't start doing the work, then that means that that three years turns into four years, turns into five years, turns into 10 years. And we can all look for examples in our lives of why we should not do things. And why we should do things. They're available to us at any point in time. It's like that Yoda thing, right? Whether I, I probably, I'm going to mess that up too. But it's like, whether you're right or whether you're wrong, you, you know, you are, you are. And you have to just push forward and just do it. Do the scary things. Do the easy things. Do things out of order. Um, talk to people who you think you would wait and talk to a month after you have your business cards. Just do it. Because you'll be very surprised to add um, number one, how many other people in your field 
don't really have it all together like you think that they do. That's a big one. And, um, and number two, who are just like waiting to talk to you. And because you took so long, maybe you're no longer even on their radar anymore. And they're moved on to something else. So just continue to work and to do mm-hmm. it. Just do it. I hesitated a lot. Um, I thought, oh, well, I'll start once my like business coaching program starts. And it just, it kept getting pushed out. Like the, the program like got moved to a later date. Um, and so I just kept pushing it out and I just didn't do the things that I wanted to do and kind of stunk because I could even in my business be further along if I didn't wait. And I really would like to start to, and I am living my life now without regrets. So I, I would just urge you all, please don't regret starting, just start. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I tend to be like right out there saying, saying something even before, like before we had our first event, I had, was meeting people and telling them about the event before we even had the event bright up or we didn't even have, we didn't even have the event page yet. And though I, I just knew it was going to happen and I was going to meet the people that I needed to meet. And Mm -hmm. I guess they felt my excitement. And so on, on that opposite side of that spectrum and leaning more into, I don't want to have any regrets or I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say my truth, which is where I tend to live it even more. So as a, as a young girl, I feel like I'm a little less extroverted as I get older, maybe, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> even more like that as a child. And I'm leaning back into that's part of my core personality is just just putting it out there and seeing how everybody will receive it. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, receiving in our tribe of like, they're as crazy as me about this topic. <laughs> they're as obsessive and crazy as me. And they believe 100% or even more than me sometimes in my mission. And they're joining me and we're all going together in this, in this mission to as for you, like to empower more women in business and their life that they love or for us, empower more entrepreneurs for their online empires and helping them have a better life too and building their empires. So like, how do how do you lean more into that? Or, and then once you do, it's really what I've seen, especially with female entrepreneurs is there can be a lot of resistance within that space as I may, I may, or me sometimes I may put it out there and then I'm like, wow, was I too bold? Was I too obnoxious? <laughs> you start to kind of second guess yourself. Wait, no, no, I, I was myself. I was myself. And I kind of have this inner conversation with myself. They will receive it. I tend to try to let go of how they will receive it. And like, I did my best. I put it out there, whether they believe in me or not, I'm cool. I like, I'm going to let go of the outcome and how they see me is how they choose to see me. Maybe they see me through a lens of something that they're going through and that's okay. Like I tend to to have that inner dialogue with myself and letting it, letting go of that outcome. They may be with me and I'll be so happy that they want to come with me in the tribe and do what we're doing, participate or come to our events and, or be our client though. I'm also okay with maybe they need a different path. Maybe they need to work with another coach, but in that, that's been a lot of personal development for me to be able to let that, to be able to let go of the outcome 
the yeah. outcome will be as it's supposed to be and like letting go of that control. And also there's no competition. If they were to choose to go with another company, I'm equally happy for them. I'm equally happy for whichever path that they choose to do. How, how did you come along that path? So there's some resistance and actually just putting yourself out there. Yeah. And how are they going to receive that when you're coming from a place where you're like apprehensive for putting yourself out there? Like, how did you, how did you go along that path? Well, a lot of it was kind of the stuff we were talking about earlier, which was like building up the self-confidence to just do it, first of all. And then um, the, the self-worth of like, yeah, people are going to hear me and they're actually going to want it. And then for me, because I followed along these, like these teachings about like law of attraction and abundance and wealth, I was having such a hard time like grasping it, even though it sounded so lovely. I was having a hard time like getting the like, what about the like the part of me that really thinks that it'll never happen that I can imagine myself like living this life in my head. But then this nagging thought like keeps jumping in like Sierra, stop saying this, like, stop imagining this is you're just your imagination because you're doing this, you're just going to be let down. And it was for me, it was really like battling that self doubt that is there. It's always there. Um, it's, it's there for the biggest people in the game. It's there for them. And what do you do, you know, when that self-doubt comes up? And I think the biggest thing for me and the biggest thing that I've learned is imagine you're going to launch something um, and you have this really big idea and you're, you're ready to share it, even though like inside you're really not, but you're like ready to share it because you'd like to start getting clients. Um, you'd like to start, you know, moving forward on the project. So you're sitting there and like my biggest thing that I talk to clients is about is spend some time before you do it, imagining exactly how it'll happen. It's visualization, the power of visualization. This is huge. This is stuff that like people in sports use, um, Olympic athletes, winning NBA teams. Like this is real. Like the science behind visualization is very real. So you spend time really visualizing, like, how is this going to look? How am I going to feel? What's going to happen? What's my biggest goal? And then a thing that's really hard for people is then they go do it and they're holding on to that, like holding on to it like this. And you're just like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? But that's actually not how like the law of attraction and abundance and your own sanity works. What you need to do is spend time doing this so you get the confidence and the guts to like announce your plan out into the world or you're maybe you have a speaking arrangement or maybe you're about to go do a proposal at work. Maybe you're about to go walk in and ask for a raise. It doesn't matter what it is. You're visualizing the outcome and then you completely let it go. And you say, no matter what happens, I trust that I'll come out of this okay. And for me, this is like the biggest, like awesome stuff has happened in my life because I've been able to do that. But that's not what I was doing before. I was like holding on to it and then getting disappointed because I didn't manifest $243,000. I did that one time. I haven't manifest $243,000 by this date. And then I was like so disappointed because I thought I had really like done all of this work. And I learned that the, the true thing is to let it go and to have that trust that no matter what, it'll come to you. And time doesn't exist how we think it exists. And this is very like esoteric, but it doesn't exist on like a, a linear level like we think it does when in terms of like dreams and cycles and, and lifetimes. And this is, again, this is like very esoteric, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen exactly how you think it's going to happen. Um, 
And that's why you have to be open and you have to trust and you have to build up that self-confidence so you can at least number one, just start. And then number two, have faith that no matter what you can do it, no matter how many times it changes or if it happens, you know, this month or next year, if, if you can have the self-confidence, the trust and the faith, like, so many magical things will happen in your life. And I use that word magical because it feels that way. It totally it does. It does feel magical. A lot of yeah. times this may sound negative, but a lot of times I'll ask myself when I'm about to go into a situation when I'm sweating and I'm going to ask somebody like for a raise, or I'm just going to talk about the next event that we have with somebody that I don't really know and ask them even to be our sponsor like I walked into a restaurant recently for one of our, our founders lunch and I was like, I want to talk to the manager. And she came out and I'm like, I would love for you to sponsor our event. I had no idea what she was going to say, but I'm like, what's the worst? So sometimes I ask myself, what's the worst she can say is I'm sorry, we can't do that. And then what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to walk out and I'm going to go to another place. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask the next person and I'm going to be yeah. brave again until Somebody decides that they want to sponsor me. So coming in with that kind of energy, when I said that to her, she's like, well, what are you guys all about? And talked a little bit about five minutes. And she's like, we're totally in. We're going to give you this, 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 this. And she made a whole menu of what she wanted to offer us. That's Uh, perfect. That's perfect. And that's actually a really good tool. One of my coaches gave me, which was, um, walking down your fear, which some people think is like counterintuitive, but I actually think it's a really cool tool, especially if you're doing something really scary. So yeah, say you're going to go, just like you said, you're going to go ask for someone to sponsor your thing. And then they say, no, they can't do it. And you're like, okay, then what? Well, then I go to the next place and they say they can't do it. And then what? And then I won't have a sponsor for my event. Okay. And then what? And then I'll have to think of another way to get money. And then what? And you just like keep walking it down and it actually helps you a come up with new ideas, but B realize that at the end of the, then what it's not that bad. Like it never is as bad as you think it's going to be. Like it just isn't. And, um, it's always, there's always something available to you. And sometimes it takes thinking about things differently and using those little tools like the, then what game, or the visualization. And that's how I really stepped into a lot of this was, I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to try it. It works for other people. We'll see if it works for me. I think you and I were talking about that earlier. Like, I don't know if your point of view is right, but I'm just going to listen. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to listen. And, you know, maybe it's something that I want to do. Maybe it isn't. And that has completely changed because I'm such an infomaniac and I like love learning as much as I can and just finding tidbits and things. I have found like the coolest tools and some of them are really traditional some of them are very esoteric, like following the law of attraction. And you won't really ever know what works for you and, and works for your business unless you like go and try these new things. So exactly. Would, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, com- I completely agree. Ask the questions and receive the feedback. They'll receive a lot of feedback, right? And then kind of analyze everything or see how it feels. You know, yeah. more than analyze it and see how it feels for you and sit with it and then take bits and pieces of those and try to make your own 
philosophies or your, your own ways of doing your business. And yeah. none of them, like you said, none of them are right or wrong, though we can learn from everybody. Everybody has something that they can give us or we can receive their feedback yeah. in a way. And so we, before we hop off, Sierra, is there anything that, that's coming up for you as gold nuggets that you really feel compelled to share with the tribe? Oh, I feel like we covered some really good stuff right? today. <laughs> hmm. I think the gold nugget that I would give is if you feel like you're coming up against something, like particularly in your business, and um, you can't figure out what it is, I challenge you to really think about something in your personal life that you've been wanting to accomplish that you've put off. And for me, a lot of my successes have come hand in hand with the development work I've done personally. And I mean, personally, like inside, I mean, um, like with my body, like trying a new class, having a tough conversation with a family or friend, um, or, or just like anything personal. Like if I've been putting something off, like there's a book that I've been like, someone's handed me, I really wanted to read it and I just kept putting it off. In my business, when I get stuck, I take a break and I go and do something in my personal life that I've been putting off. And usually the business thing like totally takes care of itself. Um, the client or the person I've been wanting to hear back from gets back to me. Um, the sale I've been wanting to like have close finally closes. These things happen when you can like take a break from your um, from work. And, and, and start focusing back on personal. And this is like a continual growth thing for me. I'm a self-development coach, yes, but I still put my self-development on the back burner. And I have to remember that the more I work on that, and I say work, but I should say the more I focus on that, the better like things start to unfold in my business. And the, the more abundant I am in, in my personal life, meaning the better relationships I foster, um, the more enriched I am with knowledge, the more time I spend um, maybe going and doing that yoga class that I keep putting off. The more I do that, the more easy, more easy, the easier my business becomes. And I would just urge all of you that if there's an area of your business that's really challenging you to just take a break and go focus on something else and it'll happen for you. It just will. Hmm. That is so juicy. I love it, Sierra. <laughs> the perfect way to finish up because I do see that a lot of entrepreneurs and especially if we're, we're really wanting other people to be high vibe with us and we're wanting to bring other people to where we are. And we end up, or a lot of times we focus so much on them and getting them to where we feel like they need to be. We forget we forget a lot of times about putting ourselves first. Yeah. And like, yeah, and, and this is just like a little anecdote, but like there'll be people that I've been really wanting to talk to. Like um, some friend was like, you have to meet this guy or you have to meet my friend. They're so great. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I've got all this other stuff going on. And then I talk to them and they're like, oh yeah, my cousin's looking for that. Oh, there's my next sale. Oh, there's, you know, like, I've been trying to get an event venue and they're like, Oh my gosh, my dad has this like great space. Like that stuff happens all the time when I'm like, okay, I'm not going to focus on the outcome of my business. I'm just going to go over here and they just unfold. It's like the, 
the thing that you've been asking for and looking for is oftentimes right under your nose and it's, you know, rerouting your focus. Yeah. And sometimes it's having (laughs) fun, like just going and having fun and not knowing why you're even there. (laughs) Just looking up on meetup and going to a random meetup and not even knowing exactly why you're there. And then as you're there, it starts to unfold while you're there a lot of times, right? It's a lot of fun. (laughs) oh I love this I had so much fun today Allison me too me too so how can people contact you Sierra before we hop off sure you can find me like globe trotting because I'm still digital nomad you can find me on Instagram at Sierra CEO or you can find me on Facebook at empowerment university and that's just facebook.com slash empowerment university perfect and we'll put those links when we when we launch the podcast too awesome (laughs) Thank you so much, Sierra. Thank you.